morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to your Friday. What's up, what's up, what's up? Man, what a crazy week, right? This week, I actually was uh, in and out of the house, you know, the most that I've been in and out of the house since March 21st. And um, don't get it twisted. I still had my mask on. I still was way far from folks and uh, all of that. I just... You know, uh, yesterday was a dear friend's birthday, so I had to acknowledge it. She's been super supportive and very helpful. We've been friends since 1977 or so. Uh, So, you know, I had to acknowledge her birthday. And it's not like she could go shut the club down, you know. So I'm not saying I did anything amazing. Just got her some coffee and a a, a sandwich from uh, a coffee shop that, you know, is doing curbside. So that was cool. It was fun just to get out and uh, see some folks. But, yeah, um, or see her. We didn't really see that many people. That's People are still, it's a strange phenomenon. I mean, people are mostly staying inside. And I know that people need to get out to work. But I have a hard time believing that people are going to be able to switch on a dime and just head back out. Uh because anybody with any common sense knows you can't contain a virus. <laughs> it's still out here and it's going to be here for a while. And we're going to have to learn to live our lives around it and with it uh, until there's a vaccine. So, you know, I have a hard time believing everybody's going to rush back in. I know you've seen pictures of crowded restaurants and crowded beaches and stuff. And yeah, I think that's going to happen. But I also think it's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to rush back out. Um, you're always going to have people of a different mind. And I get it. Mainstream media has bungled this coverage um, because everybody's in such a rush to get the scoop. They don't really wait for facts. Like, it's just it's just a horrible time to get information. It's the best and the worst of times to get information. There's so much out here. And then people um, that are in charge, the gatekeepers... You know, ultimately, they still need clicks and likes, you know. So the best thing that's happened to the newspaper industry is coronavirus. Because now people are buying subscriptions to papers. They're reading the paper. They want to know what's going on. uh, Digital. Anyway. So, I don't know. That gets frustrating because you don't know if they're giving you the facts. Because look at if you... It's a twisty line of information about this virus. But ultimately, you end with the emoji where the person's got their arms up like, I don't know, because basically nobody knows. And we're not going to know for a while. But, uh, you know, people are starting to venture out a little bit. I just need the grocery store hours to return to normal um, and for businesses to be open. You know, and some things that you love won't make it back. That's just hard facts. It's hard economics. And, uh, you know, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with Tom Bilyeu and um, the guy's first name is Ramit. Can't remember his last name, but he's at Ramit. And, uh, you know, he breaks down personal finance better than anybody I've heard. Because a lot of these guys, uh, you know, and it's mostly men that I've seen on Instagram and, and YouTube that are you know, they're, they, I don't know if they're millionaires or not, but they say they're millionaires. They say they're successful and they try to pump you up and give you all this intel and info. And that's fine. But sometimes, you know, um, when you're listening to a millionaire and 
and they're sitting in a private jet telling you how to make money. I mean, it's almost disingenuous. So sometimes it's just nice to start from the basics and have somebody talking to you as a working class person or someone who at least understands the plight of a working class person um, and isn't trying to get you into, you know, phantoms, but trying to help you understand how to get a savings account going and strong with something in it uh, and making the tough sacrifices and not, you know, the $3 cup of coffee, but hey, you know, tackle some of your bigger issues like your student loans or your your car payment or what you know call people ask them uh what kind of deals they can work out with you uh what kind of savings you want to start putting together and really giving you concrete information on how to do that so that that was very cool that's the kind of stuff i listen to um and i feel vindicated because i've i have been very fortunate i did not lose my job due to COVID. i mean definitely there have been some changes and there are some the, some switches and some things going on. And certainly, uh, you know, my life has been affected <laughs> by it, no doubt. Um, but there are people who lost all of their income uh, during COVID-19 or coronavirus. And it is horrible. Um, and it gives you a good because I have lost like not too long ago, I had lost my job and uh, didn't have any income uh, and it wasn't a crisis going on. And it, it, I had exhausted, uh, I think, um, because I kept losing jobs in succession. So they just cut my department or my service, whatever I was doing marketing wise. If I was a full time employee, they downsized me. If I was a consultant, they stopped. They just terminated the contract. So that happened to me. And I am. um uh, beyond grateful to still be pulling in a paycheck. Um, and I definitely am still making moves. Like you still got to make moves, whether you lost all your income or whether you maintained your income, you still need to be making moves because this is going to be with us for a while. The repercussions, the reason why the government and everybody's pretending like the virus is dead and you need to get back to work is because they know that the, the ripple effect for our economy is going to be uh, strong and decisive and sad. And, um, a lot of people are going to suffer. And I have been on the end of not having any money and having to call places and negotiate and pick what bills I was going to pay. And it wasn't all that long ago. So it's not that I don't understand that I get it. And it is scary. You know, there were there were several months. I I think for the most recent time where I lost my job and it was bleak, um, I got my last paycheck December 22nd of whatever year. Can't remember. Was it 2017? I got my last paycheck. And instead of getting my paycheck on January 5th of 2018, I got a phone call and it was like, really? And so I did not get another paycheck after December 22nd. So it was December 22nd through uh, April sometime. No, I'm sorry. December 22nd through middle of May. It was like May 16th of 2018. I did not get a paycheck. And it's humbling. It really is because you got to figure out how to survive with no income. And it's one thing to be doing the unemployment thing, but no income it uh, changed me. 
I mean, I remember exactly what that feels like. So that is why, despite whatever's going on in the economy, I'm thankful to have my gig, but I also have kept making moves. I'm I'm not at all finished. Um, I know that this is a buyer's buyer's market. So, uh, you know, if you guys are interested, I can let you know what I'm investing in and where I'm putting my money and where I'm putting my attention and saving. Um, but also I'm growing and building and this is the time to do it. And you don't need a ton of money to do it, guys. You really don't. Uh, I just want people to know that there are, yeah, you know, 50 years ago, you used to have to call a broker and get in the market and, um, you just don't have to do it that way anymore. We have cell phones with apps on them and you, there are places now that don't even charge you fees, um, to, to invest. Robin hood is a good place. Stash is a good place. I tried acorns. I didn't care for it. Um, but I, I like stash. I like Robin hood. I've used them both. Um, you know, YouTube is full of wackos and crazies and, you know, half-baked theories, but there are also some people out there with some really good information. Uh, Tom Billyu always has good guests. Uh, I like Ed Milet. Um, I, I listen to a lot of, uh, you know, Tony Robbins interviews. Gary V is always good. I mean, Gary V, I haven't listened to him in a while, but he's the reason why I have a podcast, you know, so Gary's just on some whole other level of He's like the Michael Jordan of motivational speakers. <laughs> he will crush your spirit <laughs> and call you out. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, uh, to go back to yesterday's message, leadership does have a price. And I don't know anybody who's ever been called a genius or great at anything that didn't offend people. Uh, you know, so I, I, I'm not saying, like I said, don't go around just intentionally trying to be the biggest ass you could be. But if you want greatness, the people around you will probably need to be pushed into greatness with you. And that's partly how it works. You know, they call you out on your shit. Hey, you not. Hey, you half assing. I need you to go full court press. I need you to do this as hard as you possibly can. Like, let's go. They're paying you a lot of money. Stop being a slug. Like, and that kind of stuff offends people. It makes them upset. But if it works and it gets you to the mountaintop, you know, then that's part of it. I just, listen, we have become way, way, way too cushy of a society. I'm telling you, we had yesterday, I mentioned this as well. We have a seven-year-old kid who broke into somebody's house broke the windows out with two 12 year olds crawled into a home to burglarize it and he got shot so um you know i posted on facebook and then these liberal friends that i have are all like it's probably their parents are probably just working hard and tired and and i'm like you see this liberalism shit infantilizes black people this is horrible these parents need to be taking the task, and so do these kids. I'm going to be honest with you. If I broke into somebody's house at seven years old trying to do damage, my father would have shot me too, just to make a point. Oh, okay. You want to be a thief? All right. Dodge this bullet. You know what I mean? And my father loved me. But I have no doubt he might not have shot me, but he would have made it so 
uncomfortable and unpleasant that it, I would have preferred to just be shot by the stranger than deal with my dad and his disappointment in me being a thief and not even a good one because good thieves don't get caught and they definitely don't get shot. And you can't be good at anything at seven. I mean, this is ridiculous. And stop making excuses for people. This is terrible behavior. Their parents, there's something, I don't know all the details and I'm judging them and I don't have all the facts. So sorry, but not sorry. If it is what I think it is, that's horrible. You know, you, you need to be dealt with more so than your children. Cause something is going on with you that you got a seven year old who feels like they can just break and enter. What? Who was thinking about doing that at seven? My goodness. So anyway, I'm just over people making excuses for other people and calling it compassion. It's not compassion. It's not progressive. It's regressive and stupid. You're welcome. All right. Listen, this Friday has found me passionate about many issues. Leadership, leadership, leadership. And leadership has a price and it's probably your popularity. But don't worry about it. If you want to be mediocre, go ahead. It's a whole bunch of people who want to be mediocre with you. But if you want to be great and do great things, then you got to make some sacrifices. And you're going to look around and be like, yo, I'm on this road pretty pretty much alone. Because most people aren't going to go hard like that. That's why people are frustrated with this virus. You know, they, they're over it. I'm bored. I'm ready to get out of the house. Like, what what is that? That's not excellent behavior. And I get that you may need money, but a lot of people haven't stopped social distancing. They haven't social distanced. They've been all up in each other's faces. They're going to be very, very sick. And they're going to be a drain on the system because they didn't follow follow the instructions the first time. And I don't feel sorry for that. I will not feel sorry for you. You know what I mean? Like, if you get it and you did everything right, God bless. I'm sorry it was meant to be. That was just part of your experience. But if you are out here not following any of the rules and you get this virus, how am I supposed to feel sorry for you? Well, you don't have to worry about me because I won't feel sorry for you. You know, like just we need to take better care of each other. But when you put that message out there, you you're almost negating the fact that most people don't take good care of themselves as evidenced by the fact that they're pretending like it's not even a big deal. Friday feels like, I don't know, (laughs) y'all. I'm I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet, but it's in my hand. (laughs) I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I'm, I'm about ready to just climb up on the mountaintop and just be like, okay, I tried. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I mean, you can only try to lead the people so much. And it's like, all right. Okay. And like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really disturbed about all these meat plants that have coronavirus outbreaks. Now, are they putting the virus in our meat? (laughs) You know, like, I think it's a fair question and almost nobody ever asks it. You know, they just let you know like, oh, 300 employees at this pork plant have uh, tested positive. Okay, well, are they putting it in the meat? Like what's happening? (laughs) And how do you kill the virus in your meat? 
Do you spray it with bleach? Like, well, how do you, can you cook it out? I don't understand. And I wish someone would, uh, would, would mention it. I'm telling you, after I saw Food Inc., I wanted to buy my own cow and had make my own food. And I'm back to feeling that way. You know, like I'll just grow my own vegetables and slaughter my own animals. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, I don't I don't think I brought a ton of joy, uh, but, you know, that's life. <laughs> Tough love. <laughs> Sometimes the message ain't always cheery, um, but I do my best. Uh, just be optimistic and stay strong and be smart. You guys, we're going to we're on the verge of doing some amazing things. We can become uh better people through all of this we can evolve the human race through this if we just focus and uh i know i'm focusing on the people who aren't doing the the right thing but there are a lot of us out here who are and who are trying and who are looking at this spiritually and trying to figure out how we can do better by ourselves and our families and that's a win right there you know sometimes you got to look for it a little harder than other times, but that is a win. And I thank you for sticking this out with me. I thank you for listening. Please be safe. Please take care of yourselves. And we'll meet back here next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. I know.